and welcome to the Two Merry Murderesses, featuring your host, Delaney Collins, and special guest starring Kristen Delacey. Say hi, Kristen. Hello. And today we are going to be reviewing the genre of horror based on four movies leveling in genre interest and just overall how good they are. Um, yeah. So the first movie we're going to be not necessarily reviewing, but just going over. Giving our thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Is Super Dark Times. And it was a movie in 2019, I believe. I believe so. And about two boys. And Kirsten, take it away. All right. So this is a good summary. In 1996, in upstate New York, two teenage best friends, Zach and Josh, rate the girls in their yearbook. They find a common interest in Allison. After school, the duo crosses the paths of the university, disliked Daryl, and his eighth grade friend, Charlie. Later that week, the four boys meet up at Josh's house, where they look through the possessions of Josh's brother and find a bag of marijuana and a katana. Afterward, the boys play with a sword in the forest and notice that Daryl has the stolen marijuana. After a tense argument, Josh and Daryl fight, resulting in Daryl being accidentally stabbed in the neck with a katana. Daryl runs from the scene, but soon dies of his injuries. The boys panic and hide Daryl's body and the weapon. At school, rumors circulate about Daryl's disappearance. Zach has nightmares, and Josh doesn't attend classes. Zach wants to return to Daryl's burial site and attends Allison's upcoming party with Josh, who declines but goes to Allison's party separately, where he shares his brother's weed. Zach, disturbed, leaves. After student, another student, Josh, is found dead. Rumors speculate that he fell off a bridge. Zach suspects that jo- John's death was not accidental. He returns to Daryl's burial site and finds a katana missing and Daryl's corpse mutilated. Zach goes to Josh's home and realizes Josh is with Allison. He tracks her to Megan's house, where Josh has killed her with the katana and tied Allison up. After Zach unties her, the, formal friend, the former friend, friends fight until a neighbor intervenes and subdues Josh, who is arrested. Months later, Allison has recovered and returns to school. A camera shot shows three parallel lines on the back of her neck. Now, that that was a rush to view. Yeah. I think that was it, was it was a good synopsis, but it did not, like, encapsulate the whole, yeah. like, suspense. And that movie was a roller coaster. Oh, my God, yeah. At first, I thought it was, like, really boring. Like, yeah. I thought it was just this run-of-the-mill movie. But it was, and then, it was a slow build-up. Oh, yeah. And then it just skyrocketed. It hit you. Hit was, you right in the face. It was so good. Like, I can't believe how good it was. Because, like, I didn't get into horror until, I think, this movie. Yeah. Like, because I, I always liked, like, thriller books. But mm-hmm. I never liked horror. And this movie does so many things good. Here, one example is the relationship balance between, like, the power between Josh and Zach. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no clear winner, you know? Right. Because Josh, you didn't think, well, you thought Josh was going to be the bad guy. Yeah. But, like, you knew that they were best friends, so they were going to do everything together. Right. And just... He didn't seem like he was going to turn against his best friend. Exactly. And he, what was so crazy was that he turned against his best friend because of a crush. Like, it was all, all of this murder was because of a girl, basically. Basically. Well, at first it was an accident. And then Josh was like, hey, I like killing people. That sparked something in him. And just the taste of blood, I guess. Yeah. And the second thing they did well, the descent into madness. 
Yeah. Especially with Zach. Because the nightmares were frequent and vivid Mm -hmm. and fantastic, frankly. Frankly? Wow. Frankly? Frankly. Frankly. I love that for me. (laughs) But, um, yeah. It was the... Do you remember the one nightmare that he was sitting in front of the TV and everything started to go, like, there was a hole in the ceiling? Oh, yeah. And, like, everything started, like, melting through the ceiling. And it showed, like, his descent into madness. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he couldn't save Allison. Like, he was right. fearing for her. And I thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it shows how, like, the guilt of having mm-hmm. witnessed what happened and not being able to say anything about it. And not telling anyone. And not telling anyone. And having to hide it from his parents, from everyone at school, was taking a toll on him. Yeah. Oh, I loved that. And then the subtle gore. Because yeah. it was not over the top. Is I think that's what horror movies, they give too much of. Yeah. They're like, hey, here's a bunch of blood, gore, and guts. Take it and run. And it's like, no. Gore, or gore. Horror is about backing up, taking a perspective, mm-hmm. and seeing how reality can morph into something so gross. It's more of the, this is more of like the story-driven horror instead of the like mm. jump scare horror. Yes. The jump scare horror... I wouldn't even consider horror. It's just just cheap. It's just just scaring you. It's just not great. Not great. Though I did put one thing bad for Super Dark Times. Hmm. I put some plot points were unneeded and slowed down the pace. Yeah. Remember the deer in the beginning? Only vaguely. Oh, wasn't it? Didn't they kill the deer? Like the deer just like died because it jumped through the window. (gasps) Yes, I remember that. I remember that. I, I was like. What? Because yeah. I never really fully like explained. I know it's probably like symbolism in the movie, mm-hmm. but it it symbolism it was, can be came lost. out of nowhere. Yes, yeah. Uh, for the listeners who can't because really, see Allison it. witnessed it. Yes, yeah. Allison, the crush, um, witnessed a deer jumping through the window and lying dead on the floor while a bunch of police came and investigated it. Mm-hmm. But it was never explained, and it got you thinking, huh, what does this deer represent? Right. And it was never really explained during the movie, and even during the synopsis. Even during the synopsis, it was, like, not great. But, um, yeah, that is super dark times. Yeah. Which, all in all, what would you rate it out of five stars? Out of five stars? Yes. Like, four, four and a half? Yeah, me too. I'd give it a four point like seven five. Yeah. Because it's just that that symbolism, if not done right, can get lost on the readers. True. Readers, watchers. <laughs> Real fast. All right. Movie number two, The Circle on Netflix. The Circle. This is a twenty nineteen film, I believe, that it's basically psychological thriller, would you say? Oh yes, definitely. Psychological thriller. And Kirsten has the summary. All right. 50 people awaken in a dark room arranged in two concentric circles around a black dome. When they attempt to move from their designated platforms or touch the others, alarms sound off. When someone ignores the warning and leaves formation, a beam from the dome kills them and their body is quickly removed. As the others panic, a man attempts to calm them, but the device kills him mid-sentence. Thereafter... 
Every two minutes, another person is killed. After several people die, the group realizes that the room's technology allows them to use hand gestures to move for, to move, to vote for who dies. To vote for who dies, okay. While arrows on the floor show each person their own vote, but not others, they all attempt to boycott the vote, but somebody is still randomly selecting to die after two minutes. Which, I, I like this movie. It wasn't as great as Super Dark Times, but I still liked it. It was a different kind of. It's it's more of the the psychological. Yes, like definitely. The, what would what what do you think you would do in this situation? Mm-hmm. And, yes, um, like how it ended mm. was it was questionable. It was it was a it was a turn. But we're not there yet. No, we're not. <laughs> I I don't want to get off track because I do have <laughs> I do have the ending listed under bad. So Ooh, okay, so let's start with what we did for good. Uh, good, I wrote good heroes and villains. Yeah, the balance was great. There was the two that stick out in my mind are the girl who had a wife and a daughter at home. Mm-hmm. So she was the only gay character. And then there was opposite her was a man who was extremely homophobic and Christian. Mm-hmm. And immediately everyone tried to vote him. Well, not immediately, but when it got dwindled down to the last two, it got you yelling at the screen yeah. because they didn't vote him out. Yeah. And I liked, I liked that dynamic. I liked the whole, like, oh, hey, that's not great. Yeah. And uh, dealt with modern problems. That's true. That's true. Of the stereo of, of the like the cop and the um, the person that like he he had claimed to have arrested. Yes, which was a um, I think a black college student. Yes. Um. So, like the the dynamic of that of like the um, the cop like putting blame mm-hmm. on. Saying that he's a bad person, he should be voted out, mm-hmm. even though you have no idea who this kid is. Mm-hmm. Like, and you had to consider every side. Yeah, like there was no, oh, this is right and this is wrong. Yeah, because all the lines were blurred. Yes, between it, it's never black and white. That's such a good psychological element because, like, I could have had a different opinion from Kirsten. Mm-hmm. Like, it could have been so much different, and it was lovely. That's the only thing that was. Great. Mm. The bad things was the very little plot. That's true. It was, it was, they gave you a circumstance and then you just kind of see, saw what they did with it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I feel like they stretched 20 minutes out into two hours. That's so, true. Because was it was every, every it was time every they Every two killed. minutes, but there were 50 people. Yes. Which was. So, which would be like a 100 minutes. Yes. Um, which I get it. I love, I love thrillers like that, but they took it and they kind of walked with it. <laughs> they were like, Ooh, here's something. Let's drag it on for as long as possible. Yeah. That could have been, could have been a few deaths that were like edited out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like a few were just for like shock factor almost because yeah. they started killing off the older people, mm-hmm. which could have absolutely been checked. Yeah. But I think this movie got a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. So, like, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, Super Dark Times, I believe, got somewhere in, like, the 86, 88 range. That makes sense. So, yeah. Right? Um, and now for the ending. 
strange twists that came out of nowhere. Yeah, it seemed like the the movie built up because of everyone. Everyone agreed to save because there was one um, mother that was pregnant, mm-hmm. and then there was one child. She seemed about like seven, eight, mm-hmm. um, and like pretty much the whole group agreed that if it came down, it be come down to the two of them and there was one guy who was very adamant about that mm-hmm. um who had voiced his opinion make sure like painted himself to be the the kind of like the the, the voice of reason in the group mm-hmm. um being on the 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 side of like kind of like moral justice like saying mm-hmm. like um being on being on the side of like what the viewer would probably think yes um and it came down to the three of them. And then at the very end, I think, um, how? I'm trying to remember how he. Um, I believe I remember that he killed. Um, he said he was going to save the child and then he killed her. And then he killed the pregnant woman. And then he was the only one left standing. No, because I thought he killed them. Uh, once. Oh, yes, like, he did. Yes, he yeah. did. You're totally right. Because, like, if, uh, was it if they all didn't vote for the same person? No. Oh, I can't remember. But I was more talking about the very end. Because it was revealed oh. that they were all on a spaceship. Yeah. Like, uh, what? <laughs> yes, that's cool and all. But the... It didn't do anything for the psychological element. He ins- he instructs that they step out of the circle at the same time, allowing the pregnant girl to be the last survivor. But just as the girl steps out, Eric votes for the pregnant lady and gets them both killed. Ah, yes. That makes sense. So, Eric. Wow, what a stand-up guy. Yeah. Was Eric an mm-hmm. alien? No. Was he just a really bad human? Because I feel like... Yes, he's just a really bad guy. Because um, there were other there were other UFOs. And yes. they he went into another one. Yeah. And he joined, started killing more he people. He joined a group mm-hmm. that was going to be, like, beamed up. Yes. Which... What? <laughs> yeah. He, like... Uh, maybe he's just, like, a psychopath. It's like, ah, oh, yes, I love playing with people's minds. Yeah, that's... I'm more focused on the part that... Why is a UFO there? Hello? I what? just, like, got invaded. Great. You couldn't have mentioned that any Great. earlier. <laughs> like, yeah, they have amnesia. Allude to it. Yeah. Okay. The next movie is The Platform, which is a foreign film that is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And, God, I cannot. I think it was produced 19. No. No. No, no. No. Um... 20. Hmm, maybe I should have done my research. 2019. 2019. Wow, all of these movies are from 2019. Super Dark Times was from Super Dark Times was from 2017. And is The Circle is from 2015. Oh. I got all of my dates <laughs> wrong then. <laughs> Dang, Delaney, you really did your research though, didn't huh. you? I did my research on the other fronts. <laughs> so the platform is a 2019 film. Mm-hmm. And it's written in, oh, I can't remember the language. Was it Polish? Mm. I know it was not English. Spanish. 
Spanish. Oh, yes, it was. Wait, did we read subtitles for that movie? Yes, we did. <laughs> Me not remembering that. Um, here is the synopsis of the movie. Okay. Uh, Goreng wakes up in a concrete cell marked with the number 48. His cellmate, Trimagasi, explains that they're they are in a vertical self-management center, a.k.a. the pit, a tower-style facility in which food is delivered via a platform that travels from top to top down, stopping for a fixed period on each floor. Those in the lower levels can only eat what those above leave, and the cell is heated or cooled to the fatal temperatures if anyone tries to keep any of the food. People are randomly reassigned to, to a new level each month. Each resident is allowed to bring one item in with them. Goren chooses a copy of Don Quixote. Don Quixote and Trimagasi, a self-sharpening knife. Trimagasi reveals that when assigned to level 132, he and his former cellmate cannibalized a resident who had fallen down the shaft. One day, a bloodied woman named Miharu rides down on the platform. Trimagasi explains that she descends the pit every month in search of her child. Which is... A revelation in itself. Yeah. That is a lot of information to get. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a lot of information to get at the beginning of the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Which was a great movie. Oh, I forgot to rate the other one. Oh. What would you give the circle out of five stars? Five stars? Mm, three, three and a half. Yeah, I'd give it a four. Three, three and a half, four. Yeah, that works. Okay. And for the platform, they had really good storytelling. They did. They used a lot of emotion, even though we weren't under understanding the words or anything. Um, it was really captions. good. Yeah, <laughs> we had the captions. We had the captions. But it was really good with that because mm-hmm. there was um, there was a lot that was happening, and you really had to pay attention to see it mm-hmm. because there was a lot of religious subtext. Right. Because wasn't I don't remember the last he. Was paired with, Gyorang was paired with an older black man for his last partner. And I believe he had the name of an angel. Mm. Um, but they had really good storytelling because, like, you couldn't really understand it. But they had, yeah, I'm going to cut that part out because I just stumbled a bunch. Mm-hmm. But secondly, they had real characters like yeah. you could relate to every single one of those characters mm-hmm. and you could see the reasons why they did it and what happened in their backstory and they were just fully fleshed out baharat baharat ah uh, uh, yes okay and now for the bad the questionable world building that's true they Never really said why they were in there. No. And if they did, it seemed for weird reasons. Yes. Like, oh, was this was when they kept cutting between, like, the kitchen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they kept, because they cut between the kitchen of where they prepared the food mm-hmm. and where they, like, gave out the food. Mm-hmm. And this movie was better with symbolism yes. because I believe it is a symbolism of capitalism mm-hmm. and how yeah. the poor barely get to eat and everything. But this whole movie was a symbol and it never really showed that. Yeah. It was just like, huh, 
Okay. Now, there was too much gore. There was a lot of gore. At one point, one of his cellmates literally ties him to the bed, strips his skin of flesh, and eats it in front of him. Yes. It was nasty. It was not not a, not a fun time, no. Nope. And wasn't there... He had a cellmate that had a dog. Yeah. And she killed the dog and then killed herself. Yeah. Which was gross and graphic and not the point of horror. The point of horror is to scare, not to gross out. Because horror is all about the adrenaline rush that comes with it. Do you agree? Yes. But, like, this is, like, it's also psychological, too. Like, it's supposed to make the reader think. Like, why? Like, if you were in that position, would you do that? Hmm, that's fair. Like, if if I have my dog, would I end up eating my dog? No. Oh, no, I no. not. Um, my poor sweet baby, I would never. <laughs> oh, poor Misha. But that's the thing. Like, I think from an outsider point of view, I would never eat my dog. Like, right. she is my love, my child. But in that situation, given no food, barely any water, mm-hmm. would I resort to cannibalism? Right. Like how, like in the in the synopsis, how, um, oh, what's his name? The partner? Um, yes. Um, Trimagasi resorted to eating his cellmate or someone that fell down mm-hmm. and died. Yes. Because he was on like one of the... 132. Yeah. How many? There were... Were there 200? There were more than 200 because that was another plot point. Right. Okay. Now that we are reaching sort of the end, let's talk about Enemy. Oh, my. As you can tell, this is one of our favorite films. Oh, yeah. This is Enemy starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, it has a very long synopsis. It has a very long synopsis, but it's it's because even while watching it, we couldn't understand the plot. I could not understand it. Do you okay. want me to read it, or do you mm. want to? I got, it, I got. It. Okay. Adam Bell, a college history professor, lives a quiet, monotonous life. He rents a film where there's a will, there's a way. On the recommendation of a col- colleague, and sports and spots an actor who looks strikingly like himself, briefly in the film as a bellhop. Searching online, Adam identifies the actor as Anthony Clare, whose stage name is Daniel St. Clair. Adam rents the other two films in which Anthony has appeared and becomes obsessed with the man, who appears to be his physical twin. Immediately afterwards, Adam searches some boxes in his own house and finds a photo of someone who looks like himself, with a woman's hand over his shoulder. However, part of the photo is torn out, making the woman impossible to identify. Adam stalks Anthony, visiting the, the, his talent agency, where he is mistaken for Anthony and given a confidential letter. Discovering Anthony's apartment, Adam calls the home, but reaches Anthony's pregnant wife, Helen. She, almost, she also mistakes Adam's voice for Anthony's and assumes it's a joke, but Adam insists he is not Anthony. This frightens Helen, and Adam abruptly ends the call. Helen later confronts Anthony about the phone call and Adam's existence, but Anthony insists he knows nothing. Unconvinced, Helen researches Adam, discovers the college where he teaches, and finds him. Helen is visibly stunned at his exact resemblance to her husband, though Adam doesn't, does not realize who Helen is. Anthony eventually calls Adam, and they agree to meet in a hotel room, where they discover that they are perfectly identical, even having the same scar. 
Adam is taken aback by Anthony's direct personality, saying the meeting was a mistake and flees. The two men begin having similar dreams and perhaps the same dream, featuring first a naked woman with a spider's head and later a giant skyscraper-sized spider walking amidst the buildings of the city where they live. The next day, Anthony is now stalking Adam. He sees Adam's girlfriend, Mary, whom he finds attractive. Anthony plots to accuse Adam of sleeping with his wife and shame and manipulate Adam into letting him sleep with Mary to get even. He demands Adam's clothes and car keys for a night, after which he promises to disappear forever. Adam complies. Another Anthony impersonates him and takes Mary to the hotel. Meanwhile, Adam goes to Anthony's apartment in retaliation and is let inside. The building concierge desperately asks Anthony to take him back to the underground sex club. Inside the apartment, Adam finds a framed photo on a shelf which looks like the one he had found earlier in his own house, but now the photo is intact, and the woman is revealed to be Helen. Adam tries to act as Anthony in front of Helen, but it appears she recognizes his nicer demeanor. She pretends to not notice and cuddles with him. Later that night, however, Helen wakes to find Adam crying and apologizing. She tells him that she wants him to stay, and they make love, which she initiates. Back at the hotel, Mary panics during sex when she notices Anthony's wedding ring mark and asks who he really is. Anthony claims he has always had the mark. She forces Anthony to drive her home. The two get in a fight in the car, which results in a high-speed crash, presumably killing them both. The next day, Adam dresses in Anthony's clothes and finally opens the confidential letter received earlier. He finds the key to the underground sex club, given only to select members. He resolves to go there and tells Helen that he is going out, but she doesn't respond. As he enters the bedroom, he sees, in, he sees instead of Helen, a room-sized syringe look covering against the rear wall. Adam, with a resigned look, sighs. Now, we don't have time to unpack all of that. Oh, jeez. Now, if you thought that was confusing to listen to, it was oh even God. more confusing to watch. It was so confusing. There was no direct plot. Um, both, jo- what's his name? And Anthony and Adam, both of them were played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Both of them were impossible to discern from each other. There was, especially when they started switching clothes. Oh, yeah. Like, there was, there was nothing we could do because... It was just so confusing. Yeah. Um, number one, for for good, I put, and I quote, question mark, question mark, question mark, <laughs> end quote. <laughs> for bad, I put, number one, confusing plot. What? I was confused the whole time. <laughs> what? What point were like, they trying yeah, to make? I have no clue. There, there was just, it was them meeting, Anthony trying to sleep with, Adam's girlfriend. Yeah. And then they die. Yeah. Like, what? And then his wife becomes a spider? His wife becomes a spider? I don't know what the symbolism of the spider is. I don't either. Like, at all. Yeah, and I, as somebody who reads quite a lot and writes a lot of symbolism, I didn't understand any of it. Like, I was confused all the time. Yeah. And number two, I, we touched on this earlier, but... Two Jake Gyllenhaals? Yeah. Um, they couldn't have casted anyone else? Well, I mean, I guess the whole point is that they're literally exactly alike. Yeah. But it was extremely confusing. <laughs> it was poorly it executed. It was, wait, is this, am I looking at Anthony or Adam right now? Yeah, it was exactly that. And... I mean, I guess that's kind of the point, but like... I know. I know the point somewhere is that you're not able to discern the two. Yeah. But what was the point? 
it wasn't enjoyable to watch. No. It was us freaking out and trying to figure out what was happening. Also, <laughs> spiders. I hated that. Sorry, Delaney. I hated that. Arachnophobia was it was, was rampant throughout. It was that. over the roof. Like I can't, I can't do it. Um, the characters don't make sense. The wife, the wife didn't make any sense. No. Um. Okay. I, During that whole thing, my brain was telling me. So she slept with Adam, right? While she was yeah. married to Anthony. Yeah. And then freaked out. When he had a wedding ring. No, that was the girlfriend that freaked out. Oh, oh, when yeah, 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 yeah. Anthony had the, 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 the wedding ring band. Yes. Okay, yeah. I just, see, I got them confused again. Yeah. I got them I completely like, mixed up. Cool, you're nicer than my husband. So. Yeah. And I just don't understand. I, yeah. Um, it was just, so, and then, what was the sex ring plot? The whole, like, underground, like, there was just, like, this random letter. That was, yeah. Like, it was like, ooh, induct like, new what people. Is, yeah, like, what is the whole plot with that? Like, I have no I idea. It was, I don't know. It was Maybe awful. it's like a movie, like a whole like movie buff. Like that's probably like a really like really good. Like, uh, yeah, probably. Symbolism and like like it's, but to us that are just like regular movie watchers. Yeah, like, but to the common eye, it's not great. It's it's a little a little confusing. Yep. And then for the last point, I put in quotes, "WTF was the ending." Yeah. What was that? He finds a spider where his wife was supposed to be, sighs, and leaves. Adam's wife. Or, no, sorry, Anthony's wife. Where Anthony's wife was supposed to be. Was supposed to be. Sighs and leaves. Yeah. What? (laughs) I'm just... I was so unbelievably lost. with the spider? Like, I don't... There was none. I have no clue. There... I know there was, but it was completely lost on me. It was... Yeah. I am... Oh, jeez. What would you give Enemy? A good, like, one. I wouldn't even give it a one. <laughs> I'd give it a fat zero. And, yeah, that's, it was not great. What is, what's the rating on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, let me look. Um, it is... 71. 71. Wow. I mean, as as said, like, I guess to, like, the, like, uh, the real, like, movie people. Mm-hmm. Definitely good, but... Yeah. To us, I'm good. I'm just... And I think that is all for the first and final episode of Two Merry Murderesses. Yeah. This has been... Delaney Collins is your host, and Kirsten Delacy as my guest star. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for listening to us rant about <laughs> good and bad movies. Yeah. See you in the next one.